To be honest, I think confidence wait, is... Wait, wait, Grace, 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 Grace. <laughs> I have a better what? one. <laughs> okay, okay, go okay. ahead. <clears throat> you know how they say you are what you eat? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I don't remember eating a sexy beast this morning. kid in grade seven i don't know why he said that once in drama class and it has stuck with me till this day so i must give credit where credit is due all right shout out to that man who said that phrase and and now it just sticks with me i knew you couldn't have come up with that on your own no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Um, but now that we've scared away all of our new listeners welcome back to to be honest i'm your host grace oh i totally forgot about this part i'm your host amy (laughs) You know, school's out. I'm done grade 11. I can have brain slips, all right? <laughs> I have one more day of school, so Good it's not you, up Grace. for me. But, like, I can't believe that next year we're going into grade 12, and then the year after you're going to go into uni. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I have yet another chance to reinvent myself in university. It'll be great. Oh, yeah, that's true. Did you ever do the thing where in different environments or in, like, different social situations, you kind of reinvent yourself into different people? It's like, I've noticed that I reinvent myself, and then I kind of have, like, different personas depending on the people I'm around. And then I think that's normal as well because I know my friends do this too but it's just like I remember in theory class that's like one of the places where I was a bit louder um and then even like within each school class like I don't know the volume level changes like in bio Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just like I'm doing trivia with a friend and I'm just screaming my head off but in other times like I barely talk in class I'm pretty sure my family still thinks I'm really shy and then I was a really shy child and then I'm still like not the most outgoing person but I'm definitely like not on the level they think I am at I was kind of mad about this for a moment but (laughs) it's just like dude I can't speak Chinese. You can't judge my social ability <laughs> off of not being able to speak their language, man. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, because I feel like they only see me in social situations when I'm in some like random family gathering. <laughs> Dude, how am I supposed to be outgoing if I can't speak the language? Stop judging me if I can't converse with these Chinese aunties and uncles. All I can say is shufuha. <laughs> That's about it. That's like the, the extent <laughs> of my Chinese ability, all right? You get a grace translator and you drag me there. That's <laughs> yeah, what <thanks>. you do. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you would converse with someone exactly. if there's a language barrier. Tell my parents that I am not such a hermit. I mean, I think that you're not such a hermit. I think that, like, especially in middle school, when you started grade six, I feel like I thought of you as super outgoing. Because you would talk about your friend group and you guys going out, and I would just be there, kind of socially wow. awkward, be like, wow, Amy's so cool. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, you can chalk that up to middle school try-hard phases. Okay, but, like, I want to talk about, like, how I was super shy when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and then... You know, I think I can owe a lot of uh, my social confidence now to you, Grace. Because I don't remember very much from when I was a kid, but then I do remember this one life-changing event that I had. Where it's like, we were at our um, random Chinese uh, community association. (laughs) If you watched our friendship episode, you'd know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. And then I remember we had this, I think it was a class where we were supposed to draw our heroes or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like very basic stuff. And 
I have absolutely no idea where this came from, but I think we're just on crack. And then, and then, like out of nowhere, Grace and I just declared, "I'm zebra one, and I'm, I'm zebra, zebra two. two. Wait, I'm yeah. zebra two. And then, oh, I'm sorry. No, I okay. I was zebra one. All right. <laughs> and then we threw that entire class into chaos. <laughs> I think we might be giving it's ourselves like all the, a little all, bit too much credit, but yeah. Hey, 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 all the kids were zebras, and then they were screaming their zebra names, and then uh, there was one girl who wanted to be zebra zero, and we were arguing that, like, I was zebra one, she had to be behind me. <laughs> but, dude, that was, like, the first time I ever remember being loud and, like, not being shy in a group of people and actually, like, speaking up, being a chaotic little child. And then I remember coming home from that, and then, mind you, I was six, like, I was a child, and then I, I still remember this memory, and it, it, I don't know, it has left impacts on me, so feel praised, Grace. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very honored to have shared that coming-of-age critical moment. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, I thought about that, like, afterwards, and then I was just like, huh, is this, like, a new version of Amy? Yeah. Or, like, whenever I was struggling with speaking up or something like that, I would think of that. Mm-hmm. And then that would, like, give me a little bit of confidence. Like, see, you could do that then. You can say something now. Yeah, I feel like that just kind of proves how much of a continuous journey confidence is. Because once you get the confidence to be confident for the first time, then you have, like, a little bit of extra confidence where you're like, oh, it worked. You can try it again. And then you just, like, keep pushing mm-hmm. yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> And on that, have you realized that in situations where you're with really quiet people or like people who are quieter or shyer than you, like I tend to be the loudest person there. But if I'm filled in a room with like extroverts and other like really loud people, then I'm like super quiet. No, that is literally me. Uh And yes, um, I have kind of noticed that like in our piano ensemble group. Amy's the oldest, so she's kind of the quote-unquote leader, and she's, like, a lot of the time the loudest there. And it's very fun. Not loud in a bad way, but in, like, a fun way, you know? But that is literally me, because when I'm in a class with other loud people, what I like to say is that I like to fill in the gaps in any social setting. Like, I like to be the person that I feel like we're kind of missing or that there isn't as much of. So in a really loud group setting, I tend to be really quiet and I kind of like retreat into my shell. But in a quieter group setting, I feel like since now on the imaginary ranking list of loudness, I'm like at the top. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of my job to be loud, you know, and like to talk to everyone. Which is nice because I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But then I also enjoy just like kind of sitting back and listening in. So mm-hmm, true. Yeah. And also I think it just sometimes depends on the day. Like some days I feel like ah, and some days I just feel like being quiet. And I feel like it also depends with like the people who I'm around. Like, I remember I made this friend once in grade eight, and they were like, oh my gosh, you're so much more talkative outside of school. But I guess it's because we never really talk that much in class anyway. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in school, especially in middle school, I was just a lot less talkative. 
versus when I'm with like Amy or my brother or like our friend Zoe or people like that. I feel like I'm genuinely more talkative and I'm just like somehow funnier. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like I know what to say. I Maybe it's just a lack of feeling self-conscious. And also it might just be like down to a lot of the more extroverted people. Uh, we might not share as many common interests. Yeah. And I think also part of it was just, like, a middle school awkwardness phase. And then also, like, another thing that I had to, like, kind of do as consciously, like, a conscious effort was talking to more of the people I wanted to talk to or, like, peers in the same class and that type of stuff. No, yeah, same, because I... Okay, it's kind of weird because, especially in grade 9, I think this is another moment where it was kind of, like, reinvent yourself. Now I can be more confident and, like, um, break out of my shell some more and try new things and push myself and stuff like that. And when I'm in a new class, I have to consciously kind of push myself to talk to the people around me but at the same time i really enjoy it which is kind of weird mm-hmm, me too yeah it's like kind of things that you're scared of doing it at first but once you get into it then you love it yeah and i'm really glad that i did it because i made some really good friends because i spoke up on the first day of class and like talked mm-hmm. to the people who were sitting around me and because before i was always in the same class with the same people partially because of the program that i was in and the program that I'm still in even though I'm graduating from the program tomorrow but anyway oh my gosh I know you are Um, (gasps) okay yeah but anyway so like grade nine was the first year that I was really having a class where I didn't really know anyone but I'm so glad that I talked to people because we ended up becoming pretty close and I'm so glad that that happened Mm mm-hmm and then also, I think part of it is just, like, accepting that awkward moments are bound to happen in every social interaction. Okay, not every social yeah. interaction, well, but, like, a lot of social interactions. Yeah. And you just gotta deal with it, man. It's part of the process. Yeah, and also realizing that a lot of awkward moments aren't actually awkward. Like, when I was in my super self-conscious phase, I think I thought a lot of things are awkward because I was just so focused on every move that I was making and, like, overanalyzing everything I would feel awkward about having to tell someone that I had to go or like I would feel awkward about accidentally saying the wrong thing or like not knowing whether or not to join a conversation or something but I heard this quote that says um awkwardness doesn't come from the situation it comes from your reaction to a situation Mm -hmm. so when there when you face a situation that has the potential to be awkward if you handle it like good way then it doesn't actually become awkward like if i mess up or do any of the stuff that i thought was awkward in front of amy it's not awkward because i feel comfortable just being like yeah yeah if you do tend to be a very awkward type of person or if you categorize (laughs) yourself as that type of person i think like it's not a bad thing to bring awkwardness into a part of your personality or like identity it's like cute (laughs) i had to start actively doing this in grade nine i think but when you mess up don't hide it just laugh and joke about it there are ways to handle it with grace you know for example sometimes um you know when you call out someone's name and just like hi grace and then grace doesn't hear me and grace ignores me but then like someone else sees me do that and i'm just like well i look like a loser right now but then no you just turn to them and you go like you laugh at them awkwardly and then you you, like I don't know draw tears in your face or something like that (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. And then, who knows, maybe you'll, like, bond with that person later. Yeah, it's being relatable. I'm sure almost everyone's experienced that before. And, you know, that just kind of shows that we're all human and normal people. And and some of our friends have hearing difficulties. Oh my gosh, that is. <laughs> but it's also really admirable for people to be able to do that, you know? To be able to yeah. handle it with, as Amy said, with quote-unquote grace. I, I had to put in brackets. Not you, the adjective. <laughs> and even though I read the brackets, I was confused for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think adding on to what Amy was saying about being able to accept awkwardness as part of your personality, it's also important not to say that you are awkward and put yourself in, like, the box of awkward where you just can't get out and have it, like, Mm -hmm. a problem that you just can't fix because Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like that. And like Amy said, awkwardness isn't a bad thing. Like, everyone experiences some kind of awkward situations or, like, react in an awkward way sometimes. And you know what? Now there's another word for being awkward. It's called being quirky. Exactly. And that's (laughs) cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you're awkward, though, I feel like usually, or at least for me, I'm awkward when I'm super self-conscious, you know? And I don't Mm -hmm. know how to react, and that's partially what makes me feel awkward a lot of the time. So I learned that, um, welcome to Grace's Guide of How to Be Less Self-Conscious. Not sure if this works (laughs) or not. But (laughs) I learned that it's really important to live in the moment rather than like psychoanalyzing everything and thinking, oh my gosh, where should my hands be? How should I breathe? How should I talk? How should I walk? Because whatever you think like that, you can't do anything normally. And just realizing that not everyone is always looking at you or judging you because everyone's kind of focused on their own lives. So geez, you really think people are analyzing the way you walk right now? (laughs) (laughs) How self-centered are you? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Which, I think like, we've all done that before. We're like, we're walking down a hallway and we're just like, oh my God, am I walking yeah. weirdly? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I think that's a um, much bigger of a thing when you're in like middle school or elementary school. Cause like, I don't do this anymore. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in a way it almost sounds like social anxiety, you know? Like, feeling mm-hmm. like everyone's looking at you and judging you. And I have this thought where it's like, I feel like not... I feel like everybody experiences moments where they feel kind of socially anxious or kind of self-conscious. I think everyone's just a little socially awkward. Like, really, just be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that Okay, that's like the most generic piece of advice I can give. <laughs> yeah. And, like, embracing your own personality. Because it's not like cool is just one cookie-cutter definition. You can be cool in your own way. And we can be special in our own way. Wink, wink. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then, honestly, as I've gotten older, everyone is so freaking cool, man. I know. As I've gotten to know more and more people, even some people I used to judge a little bit in the past, I've gotten to know them. And they're such cool individuals. I can't stress that enough. Everyone I've met... It's actually, like, really unique. Everyone has really cool interests. Everyone has really um, interesting thoughts. It's kind of like the realizing that everyone's three-dimensional. Yeah. Don't worry about trying to fit this generic copy of a cool kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. You are cool, all right? I think you are cool. Yeah, exactly. And even if you define as self-conscious sometimes, like, it's good to be self-aware to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. not overly so where it's impacting your life negatively. 
I don't know how true this is. This is just what I heard from a podcast, and I thought that it was really interesting. But mm-hmm. if you are only confident, then a lot of the time you'll, like, voice your own opinions or how you feel about something without thinking about how it might impact others or how other people might think of what you just said. Mm. If you're too self-conscious or, like, too considerate and not confident, then you'll kind of be stuck in your own head and you won't voice your own opinions. But if you have that perfect balance and, like, you're both confident and considerate, then you're confident enough to be yourself and to say what you believe in and to share your opinions, but you're also considerate enough to make sure that you're creating a positive environment for you and the people around you and that you're not just using your voice so much that other people can't be heard. Mm -hmm. The example that the podcast gave was going out for a place to eat where, like, you're considerate enough to factor in where other people might want to eat, but you're also confident enough to share where you actually want to eat and, like, not be scared of them judging you or not be scared that your opinion doesn't matter or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. I can kind of see that with your people-pleaseriness as well. Oh, yes, definitely. I am working on that. Okay, wait. Mini tangent to what we said before. It's, like, I think another moment on top of the zebras, (laughs) a big event in my confidence journey, was also, like, grade 8 drama class. I don't know what happened. I don't know, like, what uh, inspired me to participate more in drama class, but I participated more in drama class, and I really, like, put myself out there and stuff like that, and I think that helped a lot. Yeah. Actually, like, having the confidence to volunteer to go up there and then, like, act something out in front of the entire class, like, damn. (laughs) Baby. I don't even know if I would do that now, to be honest. This is why I need to drag you to a drama class. Another extracurricular. Oh my gosh. Why do I always... Oh. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but then, yeah, I think that definitely helped me become, like, more outgoing and then open up to, like, talking to more people and that type of stuff. Yeah. And then another moment was actually, like, a more negative one. Mm-hmm. I remember once I did the summer camp and I didn't have any friends and I was sad. Oh. But it's like when I think about it, like of course I could have just been more outgoing and tried harder to make friends. Side note, I I think that like kind of made me realize that making friends takes effort. Mm-hmm. I need to muster up my confidence and walk up to them. You know, I can't just expect everyone to be altruist and go like, hey, do you want to come play with us? Like, of course, that'd be great. And I should probably do that more. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yeah. so making friends takes a lot of effort, especially if you're if you tend to be a little bit shyer. Yeah. And then that was not a very good experience. Mm-hmm. And then I think that kind of made me worried about making friends in the future. But then on like positive end, I think that did make me realize that I need to put effort into making friends and then that pushed me to end up talking to more people and making more friends afterwards. You know, I think that might be why I like drag friends, uh, cough grace, to every event now. <laughs> like I refuse to go to any anywhere by myself, which is also like kind of a bad thing. Side side note, I've been working on becoming a little bit more independent, both for like social stuff and emotional stuff, since I tend to be quite dependent on my friends. Uh, but anyways... <laughs> I mean, it's good to have a good support system and for your friends to be there for you. But it's also important to be, like, self-sufficient where you're not relying on people too much. Yeah. And just side note, I don't think that you're relying on me too much. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And another part of the whole mental glow-up journey 
um, in addition to being less self-conscious and being more confident, is being more enthusiastic about things and not being apathetic all the time. Yeah. Like, I love people who genuinely care about what other people have to say, you know? I don't know when it became so cool to be like, I don't give a frick, you know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> honestly, energy is infectious. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being excited about stuff. It's great. Yeah, exactly. And also, sometimes you have to do stuff, so you might as well be excited about it. In my PE class, um, I had a new friend, and I remember once we were workout buddies or something, I remember telling them, oh my gosh, I love your energy because you're always so encouraging of everyone all the time. And like, I just love that. And then they were like, yeah, because I guess we have to do PE anyway. And like, you know, we might as well hype ourselves up and be happy about it. Yeah. And honestly, that's what I've been trying to do a lot. And like, you can make yourself feel excited about pretty much anything mm-hmm. and genuinely excited. Mm-hmm. I know that <laughs> manifesting and like talking to yourself in certain ways is strange. But like, if you talk to yourself or think about something in a way that is very positive, then you'll genuinely feel more excited about it, or at least in my experience. Yeah. You know, I think that's actually, like, a part of the law of attraction or something like that. I haven't looked too much Mm -hmm. into it, but I remember I skimmed over an article, and that sounds really similar. And then I agree with that as well. It's just this past week I've been pretty happy. I think part of that's definitely (laughs) because it's the last week of school. But then also, it's like last week I had a bit of a mental breakdown. (laughs) And then after that, I kind of, like, made myself the resolution to focus more on my happiness or, like, put more of an effort into, like, actually making myself happy. Obviously, you don't have control over your emotions all the time. And then I'm not mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to invalidate anyone who's feeling sad or anything like that. I whipped out a journal. I did it like handwritten this time. I didn't, let me find that. Ugh. Ooh, nice journal. Yeah, thank you. It's very empty. <laughs> it's very pretty. Yeah. Okay, this is like branching a little too far into other stuff. But then I'll just read it out really quick. Okay, in all caps, I want to be happy! Exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> and happy I will become. Remember what you're really working towards and why you love being alive. Sometimes happiness is a choice. I will smile at myself in the mirror. I will let myself celebrate over small wins. I'll be kind to myself and others. I'll believe in myself and I'll allow myself to find joy in the everyday. Keep in mind, there's only one me and then I'm stuck in this body and mind for the rest of my life. And I'll be here forever and I'll watch myself grow into future Amy. So then... I love you, and an answer. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, it's so cute. I love how you said that happiness is a choice, because... I think that's a little misleading, but then I, like, interpret it correctly, please. <laughs> yeah, no, in some ways, of course, situations happen to you, but you have a certain amount of say in your reactions to something. Just like how sometimes you want to stay sad and you put on, like, really sad music yeah. and you just, like, try to make yourself cry and you watch, like, sad dog videos or whatever. And then there's but, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like, no, sometimes, there isn't. Yeah, sometimes feeling sad is what you need to do. And then that is what I yes. did, like, a few days before. Yeah. Like, full mental... Yeah. Okay, those like, sound effects are a little over the top. Anyways, go on. <laughs> yes. Like, take time to feel your feelings, because feeling is what makes us human. But also, know that if you want to be happy, there are certain things that you can do to make yourself feel happier. 
Yeah. yeah. And like also smiling so- at yourself in the mirror. Literally. And everyone looks so much prettier when they smile. Like, yeah, those, those creepy men on the street are right. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's why I always say that being enthusiastic isn't, um, and genuinely caring about life and being happy isn't just a mental glow up. It's also kind of a physical glow up because when people have that look of life in their eyes, it's so beautiful, yeah. you know? And I feel like a lot of the time you can tell kind of what a person's personality is by... Um, the look in their eyes. Like, physically. Yeah. It's not necessarily their actual appearance, but, like, their expressions, their mannerisms, like, and how they just... Also, like, that look on their eyes, how people can smile with their eyes, and tone of voice. That's so important. And just, you can tell when someone just gives off energetic, happy, friendly vibes. And... It doesn't mean that you always have to be happy. It just means that you should, or not you should. It just means that it's really attractive, or at least I find it really amazing when people care about life and care about the people around them. We are very enthused about life. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why the verb, the, the verb enthused just makes me very, like, enthused, enthusiastic to use it. Okay, anyways, let's, let's continue. <laughs> perfectly into the physical glow up yeah part of this is kind of like the second half of the episode mm-hmm. yeah okay i remember like that middle school phase was pretty prominent for me it's just like where everyone started caring about clothes and appearances and like trying harder to be a cool kid and everything and then it's mm-hmm. like when i was a kid bro all my mom bought was like clothes from walmart and superstore and then i thought it was fine <laughs> but then like suddenly all my friends were getting things from like justice or like i don't know h&m and then like showing up to school in 60 dollars shirts and i was just like oh all right it's my time <laughs> you know kind of funny how i had almost the opposite thing where i think partially it was because of the whole like tomboy coolness thing and that one friend who I had who I love very much to this day but who was going through a tomboy phase and also partially maybe because of the program I was in and a lot of people in that program kind of had a not like other kids sort of mentality too but on the flip side of you I didn't want other people to notice what I was wearing really and I didn't want to stand out so I wanted to, like, wear generic clothing. Mm. (laughs) And I never really wanted to go shopping or, like, wear dresses because apparently it was girly and uncomfy, which isn't necessarily true. And, like, we just had a picnic with um, Amy and I with our friend Zoe the other day where we just... It was a really nice day, and we just wore, like, summer dresses. So it's like, I don't think I genuinely hated dresses that much. I think I... Just didn't want to wear things that stood out. Yeah. I mean, the relationship with clothing is a bit of a weird one. And then I've grown into it now. But I remember in middle school, it was very awkward. Because, like, I feel like (laughs) everyone is just trying to live in denial that now they, like, started caring about clothes and improving their appearances and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. Everyone's just going through it at the same time. It's a little painful. (laughs) And then I clearly remember, like, one of my friends... I wore this black shawl or something to school once, and it was a fashion item, but it was also from Superstore, I'm pretty sure, I'm just saying. (laughs) It 
was a fashion item. And then I remember she like looked at me and she was like, Amy, you've changed. <laughs> like she, she tried to phrase, no, it wasn't, it wasn't mean at all. But like, uh, she was just like, no. oh, you used to wear like a lot of color, but now you, all you wear is like black. Cause like black is cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. It was an interesting time. <laughs> but then, okay. At the same time, all of this is kind of like BS because caring about your looks is looked down on like kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone just sees them as superficial and shallow girls, yeah. like especially for girls, right? Yeah. And then, but at the same time, like a lot of people judge how you look. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like there is such a big market around beauty and then appearances and stuff. It's kind of stupid. And then I just wanted to let you know, just because you care about how you look, that doesn't mean you're a thoughtless caricature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, one of my friends sent me this Instagram. Instagram post the other day but it's kind of like the flip side of that where it's like um I think a lot of people want to be quote-unquote not like other girls because girls there's an association with being really girly with being a thoughtless Mm -hmm. character you know Mm -hmm. and when people say oh I don't want to be like other girls what they're really saying is I don't want to be just another pretty girl who doesn't actually have a personality yeah because like they are really portrayed as, like, floof heads who are just yeah. like, oh my god, I look so fat today, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and at the same time, like, I can I can even see this with my dad, kind of. Because then he was, like, decently kind of, like, judgmental or, like, strict about, like, me caring about appearance stuff. Like, when I said I wanted to dye my hair, he was, like, very against it. But at the same time, sometimes he does make throwaway comments about how I look that day. And I'm just like, bitch! But I remember, um... Once I wore glasses, because we're literally at the airport, we're about to take a flight, and then he, like, made some type of comment about how it looked in glasses, but then at the same time, I don't think he really, he never really approved of me wearing contacts either, because he was like, oh, why would you go through all that hassle while you already have glasses, and this stupid man. (laughs) But anyways, after getting past the the whole middle school hurdle, like, I think Grace had a better experience with this than I did. It was (laughs) so awkward for me, man. It's because... It's because my middle school hurdle was the opposite of you. So obviously, yeah, since yeah, I tried yeah. so hard not to stand out, no, like, hardly anyone commented on it. But, yeah. Anyways, after getting past that hurdle, clothes are fun. Yeah. Honestly, I think that I kind of cheated the hurdle a little bit because I only really started, quote-unquote, finding my style and wearing things that I liked in high school. And by then, everyone around me had already moved on from their try-hard phases. So, like... Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Go at your own pace. Yeah. No, but I think that that's partially also why I had a better experience with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you would have wanted to be a part of that, like, cesspool of try-hard middle schoolers. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I like feeling pretty. I like feeling hot, you know? I like feeling cute. I like taking selfies of myself when I'm feeling confident that day and sending it to my friends and them hyping me up. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about how your mental glow-up can reflect your physical glow-up, but your physical glow-up can also kind of affect your mental glow up because if you're feeling cute that day then you tend or at least I tend to be a lot more positive about how I think yeah and also a lot more confident yeah yeah and like the confidence thing if I'm feeling like super pretty that day mm-hmm. you bet your ass that I'll like talk a lot in class or be louder or something mm-hmm. but it, it's like I have noticed that the days where I feel very confident physically does affect like how confident I am that day mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I've even heard the same thing with tests like um when you have a test you should dress 
in something that you feel comfortable but also really confident in because that'll help you do better in the test. Oh, maybe I should take that advice. I feel like test days, I'm always just, hoodie, leggings, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all about, like, mentally preparing yourself beforehand. But in, anyways, it's like ever since I've gotten more comfortable with clothing and expressing myself through style and stuff, life has been a lot yeah. better. yeah. I think my personal journey with starting to dress how I wanted to more started mostly in grade nine. And that was kind of what Amy and I were talking about earlier about like, oh, it's a new school, new me. So I had an excuse to kind of start experimenting a bit more. And honestly, part of what helped me, I don't know if find my style is the right words because I don't really know if I have a style, but I guess everyone has a style. But part of it was spirit days and participation because I was in a leadership club. Our teacher was like, okay, since you guys are in leadership, you guys should be, you know, really participating in spirit week. So I feel like that kind of helped me push out of my comfort zone a little bit with clothes. And also... In grade 9 and 10, the school community that I'm in is, like, so supportive and so spirited. And it's so amazing. And they're all like, oh my gosh, reminder, like, in the chat the day before, they're like, oh my gosh, reminder, tomorrow is such and such day. I can't wait to see all your outfits. And then, like, everyone gets together and takes a photo together. And it's just, like, really cool. And it's that kind of environment when everyone around you is doing something and super enthusiastic about it, which kind of goes back to the point that I made earlier. But it's really infectious, and it really makes you want to participate. And that really helped me with being more comfortable with wearing stuff that I actually wanted to wear. Yeah, I actually have a really similar experience. We also have spirit days and, like, wear blue to school today or something. Yeah. Like, and in, in, like, grade 9, 10, did not participate whatsoever. Okay, maybe a little bit, but, like, whatsoever. <laughs> but in, like, grade 11, especially because I think some of my friends were in student council, but also, like, I made more of a point of, like, having a little bit more school spirit this year, participating mm, yeah. a little bit more in school this year. I think it's also kind of a confidence thing as well. Just, like, I don't know, wear whatever you want to school, participate in school, be enthused about life be excited about like random stupid events like in the grand scheme of things if you want to really want to zoom it out like okay sure i wear black to school today what's the point of all of this the world's gonna end anyways we're all gonna die but like yeah having being comfortable around clothes and having a style is really fun now putting together outfits or like if i don't know what to think about when i'm going to sleep sometimes i'm just thinking oh what, what am i gonna wear tomorrow also kind of exciting because like sometimes my friends and i will just like okay on this day we'll wear dresses to school together and this day we're gonna all wear skirts together so we're not by ourselves it's like it's also like one of those things that add a little bit more like flair and color into life you know yeah. even it's like sounds stupid oh okay you guys are coordinating your days you're gonna wear knee high socks sure (laughs) i mean i guess i also have to give some credit where credit is due to amy because i feel like she um helped kind of helped me with fashion a little bit not really it was kind of more of an underlying thing because like i remember in china she would be i remember in china she was like oh my gosh that's so cute you should wear that and i was like wait really and then it made me like it a lot more yeah and then also you were like oh wait this is cute you should wear it with this and it's like just like random comments and I was like, ooh. 
it's it's fun though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and also this is also very broken recordy, but you get to express yourself, and then it really is. It really does like show off a part of you. It's like the same thing with like you can kind of tell a person by their smile, their the look in their eyes. You can also kind of see by their style, like what type of a person they'll be. Okay, also like developing a style and stuff. It doesn't have to be expensive. Like at least half of my clothes, if not like more than half of my clothes, are from my parents' closets or thrifted. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so many of, like, a good three quarters of all my clothes are, like, my mom's that she handed down to me. Yeah. And yeah. still feel great in them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I talked about this a little bit earlier, but contacts. So, my eyesight is really bad. And then I wore glasses, I think I started in, like, third grade, on and off. And then I, like, wore glasses all throughout middle school. <laughs> and then I told myself, like, oh, in high school... I mean, that's the reinvention period, right? But in, like originally the plan was to go like half contacts, half glasses. Yeah, it ended up just being a full contacts thing. I feel like that's because I went to the first year yeah. of school wearing contacts. And then I do feel a lot more confident in contacts. And I didn't want to like, I guess, expose myself in the glasses. I'm not too sure where I stand <laughs> on this. Glasses do make me feel a little self-conscious. And then it's like changing to contacts made me much more confident in my physical appearance and then like eventually my mental uh, behavior as well. But then it's like there's also this entire debate around like changing your appearance because you want to feel more confident versus changing your appearance because you feel insecure about it and not loving yourself beforehand. And then it's like... Of course you would change your appearance because you're not completely satisfied with, like, how you look, I think, right? Or, <laughs> yeah. like, you think you'd feel more confident wearing something else, doing something else. So, like, of course you need to have at least some type of, like, negative association with how you are before to, like, make you want to change your appearance. There's nothing wrong with change your appearance. Like, if you want to get a nose job, then get a nose job. If you want to get a boob job, then get a job. All right. It's your choice. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like that's thrown around a lot. And then I'm not too sure where I stand on it either I don't know it's like me with glasses of course I do still love myself and I don't think I'm really ugly but then I also don't feel super confident wearing glasses around everyone else you know yeah I mean I feel like there's something similar with makeup too I don't wear makeup but I hear a lot of people saying like arguments for wearing makeup versus not wearing makeup um, a lot of people are like, oh, if you're wearing makeup, it just means that you actually hate yourself or whatever. But makeup can also be a really positive form of self-expression. Yeah. Honestly, like, I kind of disagree with the self-expression part. Like, dude, I'm I'm not painting things on my eyelids or anything. I wear makeup because I'm a little insecure about my eye bags. Mm-hmm. And then because I want my eyes to look a little bit bigger. <laughs> and then, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. It's like I feel more confident once I do a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, like, at first I was kind of ashamed to, yeah. like, first start wearing makeup. Anyways, it makes me feel more confident. A lot of other people do it anyway, so if you want to do it, just go for it. You don't need to, like, fall in love with yourself beforehand. I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. (laughs) But then at the same time, I think it's just, like, don't self-loathe yourself because you don't like the way you look. That's... I mean, I guess it's easier said than... So, appearances can help you feel more confident. But then, on the flip side, caring too much about appearances isn't too great. Yeah. I'm not throwing shade or anything like that, but I know some people who care a lot, a lot, a lot about their appearances, and I really think that it it kind of dictates their life, and then it keeps them from enjoying moments in their life, you know? Yeah. And then it's just, of course, I will care about my appearance, 
And also, like, society's unrealistic standards for what should be pretty are so dumb. And it, like, makes me really sad that society actually affects what you perceive as pretty. One thing that I was strangely proud of was that I had, like, a small mouth. Because I was like, oh my gosh, that's, like, my identity. That's my thing. But then, like, because of society, eventually, I had this one day mm-hmm. where I was just, like, not completely feeling insecure, but I was like, I don't know if I love it that much anymore. And that made me so sad because I was like, I remember when I was younger, I told myself, like, if one day I didn't like my small mouth, then that mm-hmm. means that society has truly gotten to me because it's, like, one of the one things that I loved about myself that society was, like, you. So, I don't know. I had a moment where I was just like, society makes such a big impact on our lives. It's so stupid, though. Like, beauty is so subjective. And then, like, we've all been influenced by the industry and society and, like, Eurocentric standards or whatever. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, frankly, I think we already all know this already. But anyways, <laughs> if you want to change your appearance, that's fine. I am in full support. Yes, but, like, society's unrealistic beauty standards are all, like, impossible because they... Okay, so there's, like, the whole thing about, I don't know, having a tiny waist, but then also being somewhat curvy, but, like, you can't decide what your body looks like, and somehow, because of all these unrealistic beauty standards, like... Society just somehow manages to make everyone feel insecure. They just want our money, people man. Who, yes, literally. People who have straight hair want, like, curly hair. People who want curly hair want straight hair. People who are people tall who want to like, be short. What? People who are short who want to be tall. Exactly. And from, like, what I've heard before, like, because of that, people who are um thinner are, like, wanting, you know, curves in certain places. Booties. And then so they're unhappy with their hair body and then people who are curvier are looking at people who are thinner and be like why can't I be like them and everyone's just not happy with their body which is so sad it's kind of frightening how much of an issue body image has become I think every single girl has struggled with body image issues before yeah Yeah. I went through this phase a lot more in middle school although like I still kind of struggle with it from time to time now like I feel like it's kind of inevitable I remember in middle school Mm -hmm. I would have like nothing better to think about so I just like think about all the physical changes I wanted to make and I was just like oh and I would do like rankings about things I'd want to change like this is the most amazing part of myself that I hate or whatever and then like second and then third and stop obsessing over how you look like it's genuinely such a waste of time and then like as we said before the beauty industry is just so toxic it's there's never gonna be an end for you to go down that route like even if you hit your target weight you'll find issues with your like eyebrows you'll go like oh my legs look ugly or like I I don't know but then there's like an infinite list of things you can change about yourself and what you're saying, I've definitely also had thoughts where I'm like, oh, okay, it'd be cool if I could have, like, change this about my body and this about my body. But I just wanted to say how normal insecurity is. I think some people who probably know me and listen to this podcast might be kind of surprised that I've thought stuff like that before. But, like, I just wanted to share that so that Everyone knows that it's normal to have that kind of insecurity. Yeah, it's way too normal, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of your body. Just, like, 
be healthy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's just that's all you should want should want to be. <laughs> and it's just like yeah. I think this kind of helped me get out of like a toxic mindset as well. But it's just like I will be in this body for the rest of my life, you know? And it's just like, I don't know, that permanence with it kind of just made me not want to change it more or, like, treat it better. Yeah, definitely. And also, like, be thankful for the parts of your body that you do love. And be thankful for... And, like, don't say, oh, I don't love anything about your body because be thankful for your body for doing what it does, for, like helping you live yeah man for i don't know digesting your food like our bodies are kind of miracles in themselves because they do all this amazing stuff and even now humans and scientists still don't really know how everything in our body works but it just works really well oh 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 oh, oh, oh. i need to mention this confidence (laughs) is like freaking the sexiest thing you can produce man (laughs) and i'm just saying like even if by societal standards you may not be the most attractive person, you're not ugly, all right? Um, it's like I think most of like attractiveness doesn't really actually come from your physical physical features, you know? It's like a lot of it does come from the way you present yourself, like how much confidence you have and like your personality and like the look in your eyes and that type of stuff as well, you know? So it's, yeah. it's like no one can actually be really, really ugly um, unless you like, yeah, but think like you're never physically completely unattractive you know because a lot of it is in your power i'm just saying (laughs) yeah yeah no i've seen this one um video uh there's this one girl who's like wearing sunglasses so you can't even see her face but she's just like walking super confidently and dude so many people's heads turned and like looked at her like whoa because of that you know? And, like, they couldn't even see her face. So, it, mm-hmm. like, really shows that confidence is attractive. Yeah, man. I'm just, like, saying it outright. Confidence is really attractive. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Alright, so, if you're listening to this, know that you're beautiful. And know that everyone has ups and downs and you aren't alone. Yeah. And if you relate or if you have any thoughts you'd like to share or if you just want to check us out on Instagram, you'll find us at to be honest pod. If you would like, feel free to share this podcast with anyone who you think would enjoy it. Um, we would appreciate that very, very much. Thank you so much. And if you would like, you can also head on to Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Can you tell Thank we're not so very much. good at promo stuff? <laughs> we had to debate for like five minutes if we should include this, but that's okay. Okay, we need to be more shameless, all right? Okay, share this podcast, please. It would help us out. Uh, you don't have to if you don't want to, though, but thanks for listening anyways. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you guys next Sunday.